News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air on News Talk. Russian President Vladimir Putin has announced the country is suspending its participation in the last remaining arms control treaty between it and the US. Uh, Paul Rogers, emeritus professor of peace studies at Bradford University, joins us now. Paul, how worried should we be about this escalation in the war of words, I suppose, uh, between uh, the US and uh, Vladimir Putin? I think it's a real concern, particularly on this issue. I think people were rather surprised that Putin chose this particular occasion to make this announcement. People have expected him to maybe announce a further mobilization because of the problems that the Russian troops are having in, in eastern Ukraine. But going to this is a rather broader thing. I mean, in one sense, it doesn't mean there's suddenly going to be a nuclear arms race, but it removes some important constraints. And most of all, there's a kind of a mutual inspection regime for both the United States and, the, and, and Russia itself, so that each was sort of assured of what the other was doing. That was lost to some extent under Trump, because it was Trump who withdrew from the, the last key treaties, the Anti-Ballistic Missile Treaty, and the Intermediate Nuclear Force Treaty. So this is the third of the main ones. And it, it, it's more symbolic, but it's serious because it means there's going to be less involvement by technical people and diplomats, that's diplomats at a particular level. But it also means that Russia can now expand particular forces if it wishes to do so uh, without telling on anybody else and not doing it by agreement. So overall, it's bad news for arms control. And it's part of a process which I'm bound to say in this particular instance, the, the United States started first under Trump. Uh, and it's not been possible to resolve those earlier sort of remissions, if you like. What did you make of uh, Joe Biden's response uh, yesterday, his speech? Was there much in that or was it kind of more rhetoric than anything else? It's a lot of rhetoric on both sides. I mean, Biden, uh, the whole point of his visit was, was two points. Obviously, to increase his stature, if you like, at home where there have been problems. And he's been quite successful in that. But much more important has been speaking to states in Eastern Europe, the Eastern members of NATO, if you like, the ones that are much closer to Russia. And that was to reassure him that, them, that Russia was, that the United States, sorry, was still heavily involved in this. So that, I think, in, in both sides, obviously, this is one year into the war. It is not going well at all for Russia, but it is pretty stalemate, a violent stalemate as far as the West is concerned. Uh, and so you have this kind of very strong rhetoric coming through on this occasion. And as it happened in the same day, both from Putin and from uh, Biden, it means that it's, we're further away from any kind of even initial feelings uh, that might might move us into peace talks. Uh, uh, we don't see any prospect of those at the moment. Yeah, I was going to ask you because we, we spoke to yeah. you a number of weeks ago and you painted a very grim picture of the, the coming months ahead and you basically said you didn't see any prospect of a, a peaceful resolution in that time. That, Based on what you said there, is that, that is still your view, is it? I think that is still the view, and I'm afraid it's the view of most uh, of the more independent analysts. The problem is that uh, Russia clearly, under Putin, is not prepared to give way, even though it's on some difficulty. It can always pour in more men, uh, many of whom will get killed. It has a big capacity to produce some of the cruder material, as they call it, you know, the, the howitzer uh, shells, the artillery shells and the rest, even if it can't produce so much of the very accurate stuff because it's not getting components from the West because of sanctions. But the end result is it can keep going for quite a while. 
But of course, if Russia in any way made big progress, NATO would just move in and supply the Ukrainians with even more uh, equipment sort of to enable them to defend themselves and even go on the attack. And the real worry is that at some stage this gets out of control. And the risk always is that though Ukraine has the huge advantage of its own capabilities and, of course, of Western support, on the Russian side, if they were really pushed to the margins, that is when the risk of escalation to chemical or possibly even biological weapons, nuclear weapons occurs. And that is something we have to avoid. So whatever the problems, we still have to look for possibilities, at least feelers being put out to start some sort of negotiation. But yeah, sorry, rambling answer to your question. No, I don't see any real change in the overall situation. Paul Rogers, Emeritus Professor of Peace Studies at Bradford University. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.